Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Goodyear hotline for all the guests. Jam-packed day. So many interesting things going on. Plenty of basketball, mostly basketball, in the center of the discussion. But what a stat I just came across. We're sitting here in the break, and I'm just scrolling through Twitter aimlessly. Listen to this statistic. Magic Johnson played 180, excuse me, 190 playoff games in his career. 190 playoff games in his career. He scored 40 points four times. Carl Malone played 193 playoff games in his career. He scored 40 points four times. Tim Duncan played 251 playoff games in his career. He scored 40 points four times. Last night, Luka Doncic scored 40 points in a playoff game for the fourth time. He's played 11 playoff games. <laughs> so he has the same number of 40-point playoff games as Magic Johnson, Carl Malone, and Tim Duncan. Magic played 190. Carl Malone played 193. Tim Duncan played 251. Luka has played 11. Now, numbers don't mean the same as they used to, but still, holy smoke. Luka Doncic is unbelievable. It, it took Michael Jordan 11 games to score his, to have 40 uh, points four times. It took Wilt Chamberlain 10 games. That's the fastest. Those are the three fastest to four 40-point games in NBA playoffs. He's history. just ridiculously good, and he's fun to watch, and we'll see. That's Dallas, and, and no home team has won a game in that series. <laughs> you know I'm rooting for the Mavericks, so let's see what happens. All right, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. So I got two things I could do here. I got good news for Lakers. I got bad news for Knicks. Which one you want? No, we've done lots of Knicks already. Let's go Lakers. Let's go Lakers this morning. Let me give you Lakers here. I'll get back to the Knicks in a minute. We've been on them pretty much the whole show. LeBron James has lost in the playoffs by 30 points or more five times in his career prior to this. Their loss by 30 points in game six or in game five the other night was the sixth time that has happened. In the next game, LeBron's teams are 4-1. and one. The only loss came in that somewhat infamous final ever game as a Cavalier the first time around. They also, by the way, went on to win four of those five series, all except for that still infamous final game in a Cavalier uniform before the decision. So what I'm trying to say is, in his history, LeBron James usually comes back and wins these games and wins these series even after a 30-point loss. Nuno, super quick, do you expect LeBron and the Lakers to win tonight? I do not. You think he loses tonight? I do because I don't think he can... I I don't want to phrase it this way, but I'm going to say it. I don't think he can elevate this team to that level. Okay, fair enough. We'll see. I, I, I just will have to believe that to see it, or see it to believe it, whatever the expression is. I don't think it's going to happen, and then once it has happened, I'll believe it happened. But does this LeBron look the same to you? No, he doesn't because he's older and because he's a little hurt. Like he's, he's, he's got the high ankle sprain. I know people are going to say don't make excuses, and I'm not because some things aren't excuses. They're reasons. Anthony Davis isn't even playing. Mm-hmm. Le- LeBron is out there playing, but he's not healthy. He's not 100% healthy, and he's not going to be as long as these playoffs go. In fact, it's an interesting question. With the Lakers struggling right now, if you had to make a bet, here's the question of the day. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. No, no. Right now, you have to bet an amount of money that matters to you, an amount of money that is going to have an impact on your life, which, parenthetically, no one should ever do. You should never bet an amount of money that you can't easily afford to lose. But in the, for the sake of this straw man, 
if you had to, Nuno, Nets or the field to win the championship? This hurts my soul, the Nets. The Nets to win the – are wow. the Nets – what are the Nets' odds to win the championship at this point, Hembo? The Nets are plus 170 to win the championship, but they so are – So they're odds-on favorites to win the championship? No, they're odds-on favorite to win the East at minus 140. They're plus 170. Oh, they're plus 170. To win the championship, to win the whole thing. So they're minus – I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong number here. They're minus 140. That's to win the conference. Correct. So they're odds-on favorites to win the conference. Mm-hmm. You can still make money betting on them to win the championship. That's right. All right. Which way would I go? I actually think I would take the field. I, I, I just, hmm. maybe that's with my heart. And look, I have no ill will towards the Nets organization. The fact that they are in Brooklyn, I like that. I would be happy to root for them. I hate the way they came together, and I hate the fact that they played eight games together this season and are going to win the championship, and I hate that they play no defense. Like, none of this is what I want the NBA to be. That said, I, I, I'm not rooting against them for any other reason. Like, Nuno just said it hurts his heart because he's a Knicks fan who hates the Nets. I'm not. I'm much older than he is. So, Nuno grew up at a time when the Nets mattered. I mean, when the Nets were making NBA Finals runs with Jason Kidd. When I was a kid, the Nets were... I actually remember Julius Irving as a net, mm. in the, but they didn't even play in the same league. They played <laughs> in the ABA. So they played, you know, with a red, white, and blue ball, and they were fun to watch, and they were not a rival to the Knicks. So I've never in my life disliked the Nets. I don't root against them. I'm rooting against this iteration of them because I just think that what they stand for is terrible for the sport. Just put three superstars together, play no defense, ignore the regular season, and then flip a light switch when the playoffs start and win the whole thing. If that's what basketball is going to become, well, just it's done. I mean, it's just basketball as we've always known it is over. So that's what I'm rooting against. But in my logical mind, if I had to bet an amount of money that mattered to me, would I take the Nets or the field? I still think I would take the field. So here's my question then. Which team among those in the field would you be next most confident in to win it all? Because that's the challenging question for me too. I would always default to the field. I'm a numbers guy. But I'm not sure there's another team that I love either. Milwaukee? Milwaukee's you know, plus 550 and they got to get through the Nets. To even get I know. To, you know, to the I know. Finals. I, uh, I didn't answer your question. Mm. Because when you asked me the question, I, I, I went to which team could I see beating them. Got it. And in my head, look, Kendrick Perkins told me he thinks they're going to beat him. Mm-hmm. Who was just on the other day who said that? No, no. Who just said that they, that, that they liked that pick? We just had um, someone we don't have on off. Oh, um, Greg Anthony said he, he, he likes Milwaukee to beat the Nets. Maybe Milwaukee, maybe someone like Utah. I mean, let's let Utah, them get there. Utah owns the second best odds to win it all now behind the Nets. If, if LeBron and, and AD somehow both get healthy and, and make it through the West, which is feeling less and less likely, maybe them. I don't know. What is the line on tonight's Lakers game? Are the Lakers, they got to be favorite. The Lakers are a two-point favorite. At home in a make-or-break game six, mm-hmm. they're only a two-point favorite. Yeah. That has to be taking into account the Anthony Davis. Right. What percentage of Anthony Davis are you getting? I guess my point is if Anthony Davis is purely healthy, the Lakers would Five. be a, a heavier favorite. They, this, they probably also, this series would have been over and they'd have won it. <laughs> probably <laughs> right. so. Right. Or they'd be up. Yeah, That's two, probably what would have happened. Well, look, I mean, after game three of this series, none of us were sitting around going, oh, the Lakers are in trouble. Right. And Anthony Davis gets hurt and that's it. I mean, that, that's when you put everything into a guy who's had that history of injury then that's the kind of thing that can happen. Okay, one more thing before, and again, I got I just want you to know. I made you look this up. If you're just joining us, Hembo defaulted me to a statistic 
that suggests that more people in America are killed every year by vending machines than by being eaten by a shark. Much more. And my reaction to that is it is complete bullfeathers. There's no way in the world that's true. You, you can be eaten by a shark very easily. Swim near a shark, it eats you. You cannot be killed by a vending machine. You can too. Unless a tornado picks it up and drops it on you. How in the heck do you get killed by a vending machine? So I made you look this up. Watch the answer. I have more data. So this is from the U.S. Consumer Product Bubba, Safety Commission. Get in on this, Bubba. All right, Bubba. Just this is who again? Them. This is the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Is that a credible body? Yeah, that sounds it sounds like up. a credible body. Okay. What they say, this is their report that says that those deaths result from consumers rocking or tilting the machines in an attempt to obtain free money or soda that comes out to a little more than two deaths per year. So you're, That's a vending machine death, man. You're rocking the machine. I want, yes, you're rocking or tilting the machine. And it ultimately falls on you and kills fatally, you. Fatally, yes. And we think that happens twice a year. We think it happens 2.2 times per year, according to their data. So you're rocking the machine and hope that, you know, the little your pretzels or whatever it is you're getting from the machine there, your peanut M&Ms. Or maybe your buddy from behind, if he's, you know, are going to fall out. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you rock it so much that it winds up falling on you <laughs> so directly <laughs> that you are, are you crushed beneath it? Or, or perhaps stranded or maybe the shattered glass. Like, Sh- I, stranded? I don't know. <laughs> you're stranded? Where is there a vending machine that could land on a person and you would remain there for so long that you then starve to death? What? What's stra- not stranded? Those people are not stranded. I can see maybe you hit your head hard enough maybe that so. it kills you. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell two people a year are stranded, are trapped beneath a vending machine for so long that they die from it. Perhaps, perhaps not. But could you see, is it possible to you that two Bubba, people... Bubba, are you buying this? I mean, all I keep hearing is studies. I'm waiting for Hembo to find us a newspaper article of, you know, March 7th, That's what I 2020, want. Mm-hmm. Steve Jones died at the vending machine. God rest his soul. Find Steve. us that. Find us that <laughs> from any year in the last 30 years. And what do you we'll put in your obituary? How about the eulogy? <laughs> right, and then one. Steve walked over and... He needed a Snickers. <laughs> he needed a sugar buzz. He's feeling a little tired. We told him just to wait, but he needed it. Didn't have 50 cents on him or whatever a vending machine costs these days. He rocked it, and then it <laughs> fell upon him. And no one happened by All for right, the next Sam, seven days. September 13th, 1998. Warning, don't jiggle the vending machine. All right, hold this. Hold this. Yes, hold, let's hold this do this next. I have yes. to stay on time because we got the Mike Krzyzewski press conference. So I want you to hold that. Up next, you are going to offer proof that this actually once happened. We're going to read that on the air despite my better judgment. And if you are a fan of the Knicks and you are feeling sad today, I'm going to say something that's going to make you feel even worse. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Um, I want to let all our stations know that we're going to be taking a very quick break uh, a little earlier than usual here because we want to make sure that we're back in time to take the Mike Krzyzewski press conference live. You will hear Coach K's first comments uh, about his pending retirement. So we're just going to do things a little differently as far as our clock is concerned than usual here in just a matter of moments. I did want to pay off my tease, though, quickly before we run back to, again, a quick break, and then you will hear Mike Krzyzewski live, and then we'll have a whole lot more to do. But I told you I had good news for the Lakers if you're a Laker fan, and there is good news, and that is four out of five times before in his career in the postseason, when LeBron James has lost a playoff game by 30, his team has come back and won the next game and won the series four out of five times. The bad news is if you're a fan of the Knicks, and that includes me, the Knicks had a terrific season, and and that is excellent news. The good news is that they are better. But here's the bad news. Being better doesn't mean you're really closer to winning a championship. And in this sport, and it may be the only one, being better doesn't necessarily move you closer to winning a championship. Because this team doesn't have the pieces that it requires to win. So unless they find a way to get, and I keep using these names, and I have no reason to believe these are going to be the guys, Damian Lillard or Bradley Beal or some player of that caliber, They don't have the best player on a championship team on their roster. And there's no obvious path to getting one right now. You're not going to have a draft pick that's going to get you one, and I don't know that that guy's going to be available in the draft anyway. So that's the bad news, if you look at it that way. They still have a lot of work to do. But at least they gave you a season that was worthy of excitement and enthusiasm, and maybe, just maybe, They have established themselves as a franchise that star players would want to come to, which they have most definitively not been now for a long time. Getting rid of those black streaks on your roof with spray and forget is as easy as literally spraying and forgetting about it. Spray and forget, it is that easy. All right, I'm going to break here quickly again. It is is not the way we usually structure the hour, but we want to make sure that we can take Coach K's press conference for you live. want you to hear his first comments um, since the announcement that this will be his final season of his legendary career. So I will. I'll take a very short time out. We'll come back with Coach K live next. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. We have breaking news. Duke head coach Mike Krzyzewski is planning to retire. There are so many things that are changing about the sport, and if it were to stay exactly the same, I could see Coach K doing this forever. This is Greeny. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. I'm Greeny. This is ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are presented, as always, by Progressive Insurance, guests on the Goodyear Hotline. And we are now standing by. I can see our live feed from North Carolina, Durham, to be exact, which is where Mike Krzyzewski, any moment now, will address the media and the world for the first time since it was announced that this coming season will be the last of his ridiculously successful and brilliant career. I can see some people starting to work their way into the room. I have a live feed. Our TV uh, folks are providing that for me. So I'll be able to see right when he walks in and we'll give you a sense um, of when he has entered the room. Again, Mike Krzyzewski, who you could make an argument, you could defend an argument, has been the most successful sports coach in the history of our country. When you consider everything that he has done, including what he's done with USA Basketball and all the success in college, they've just turned out the lights, and here he is. He has just entered. Mike Krzyzewski is walking into the arena where they are doing what looks like a light display. He's holding hands with his wife, who you've seen sitting courtside at his games forever. He's wearing a mask, which he has just taken off or pulled down. I can see he's now ascending a a flight of stairs. So Mike Krzyzewski will be addressing the media right now. Let's listen in. Coach K announcing the end of his brilliant coaching career. Again, standing there, I can see he's now clapping along. There seems to be music playing. The, The fans, there are people who are assembled there. They're all applauding for him, and he is sort of clapping along. Maybe they're playing the Duke fight song. I can't hear it. I can see it. Um, as as I sit here, and again, I will let you know when he is walking directly to the microphone and beginning his address, Mike Krzyzewski, who has been at Duke, has led them to five national championships and 12 Final Fours, began his head coaching career at Army in 1975, legendary played for Bob Knight uh, in his earlier life, and, and again is there standing now and sort of basking in the adoration, and he is taking a seat. Let's see if he is the first to start speaking, here's Coach K. Good morning. Welcome to Cameron Indoor Stadium. It's great to have everybody here in person, and we look forward to a great day today and then again uh, tomorrow as well. A um, couple reminders before we get started. Uh, please silence your cell phones and any mobile devices, uh, and we ask that you please ad- ad- uh, adhere to our social distancing guidelines and keep your mask on um, when you are inside Cameron Indoor Stadium. Our format for this morning will be remarks from Duke President Vincent Price, Vice President and Director of Athletics Kevin White, incoming Vice President and Director of Athletics Nina King, followed by remarks from Head Coach Mike Krzyzewski. So it's now my pleasure to introduce President Price. Good morning. You know, on days uh, like today, it can be difficult to come up with the right words to express what Mike Krzyzewski has meant to Duke University, to college basketball, uh, to our community, and to our country. So we let the numbers do the talking for us. 1,170 career wins, five national championships, 12 Final Fours, 15 ACC tournament and 12 ACC regular season titles. Six gold medals for the U.S. national team. 
37 All-Americans. The list goes on and on, many of them never to be matched, now or in the future, except actually by Mike, who will give us one more season of Blue Devil basketball. But, but perhaps the most important number is 15,054. That's the number of days since Mike Krzyzewski was introduced as Duke's head basketball coach on March 16th of 1980. And for every one of those 15,054 days, and for the next 310 or so until the end of next season, Mike has been resolutely and zealously committed to Duke University, to our students and his players, to the principles of integrity, fairness, and inclusion, and above all, to excellence. And for that reason, I'm particularly pleased to announce today that while Mike may turn over the whistle and the clipboard to John Shire next year, I'm thrilled that he will continue to serve Duke for many years to come as an ambassador for our university and an advisor and a counselor to me and to my colleagues across campus and beyond. There will always be a place for Coach K at Duke. Thank you. There will be many opportunities over the next year for the Duke community and indeed the whole basketball world to show our appreciation and gratitude to Mike and to Mickey for their devotion to Duke, to family, and to the highest ideals of service, generosity, and compassion that they've shown us for the past 15,054 days. And now I will turn the podium over to our Vice President and Director of Athletics, Kevin White. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. I will be intentionally brief. Uh, Coach K's legacy, I've said it often, and I mean it in the bottom of my heart, is the best word I've come up with is mind-boggling. It's absolutely mind-boggling. A comparable run will never reoccur. You know, we, uh, we throw around this goat, greatest of all time, for me, it seems a little thin today. Uh, actually seems inadequate in this particular instance. But Mike, you are the GOAT. You are absolutely the GOAT. Beyond the banners, hardware, titles, awards, honors, both domestically and globally, Mike's greatest gift, in my opinion, has been his unabashed love and utter commitment to his players. Mike has been an esteemed professor, major professor, let, let me say, at Duke for some 41 years, wherein his curriculum has been constructed around endless life lessons and service, to be sure. Amazing, amazing life lessons and service. There are no words to account for what will be 42 magical years. It's well beyond anyone's 
imagination to come up with the appropriate words, as President Price had already indicated. But this, Mike's tenure can only be described as the best ever in the history of sport by any measure. Given that, heartfelt congratulations to Coach K, Mickey, your beautiful family, and perhaps I might now refer to this group here, which is, they're all here as Team Krzyzewski, and it's so, so great to have you all back in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Let me pivot to the 2021-2022 season for just a second. Mike will have an amazing team, with which our iconic coach, in my view, will make his final very deep run. That's my prediction. We've got a great year ahead of us. I'm going to hold my comments regarding John until tomorrow. However, I'm extremely excited, if not absolutely euphoric, about future prospects. Finally, you heard from President Price. He is indeed a spectacular leader of all things Duke. And the Duke community already knows Nina King, incoming VPAD. It has been an honor for me to be part of this transition with our brilliant leader and my successor, who never, ever flinches, and that would be Nina. More tomorrow relative to John. Again, huge congratulations, Coach, on all fronts. An amazing tenure, just amazing. Good morning. Little did I know a couple of weeks ago that we'd be gathered again here today, <laughs> although this time to express our deepest gratitude and immense appreciation for Duke's iconic coach, Mike Krzyzewski. President Price and Kevin White said it well, so I'll be brief. What Coach Krzyzewski has done for Duke in 41 years and throughout his coaching tenure is absolutely unparalleled. He's a legend and an icon, a man of integrity who has always done it the right way, teaching and mentoring so many over the course of his brilliant career. As I think about all of the incredibly impressive numbers that have been talked about in terms of wins, championships, etc., there's another important number as well the thousands of people that coaches corresponded with over the years. People in moments of need, fans celebrating a wedding, children battling heartbreaking disease, and so many others. Never once did he seek attention or thanks for participating in any of these moments. Coach Krzyzewski's generosity has impacted literally thousands of individuals on a deeply personal level. So impressive. His impact, along with the countless contributions of his amazing wife, Mickey, and the entire Krzyzewski family is felt far and wide, not only through the Duke community, but around the world. Mike Krzyzewski has created an inspirational legacy, and it's not over yet. While we look forward to introducing our next head coach, John Shire, tomorrow, we are thrilled to be able to celebrate Coach Krzyzewski, Mickey, Debbie, Lindy, Jamie, and their family today, and this entire coming year. Year 42 will no doubt be incredible, and I couldn't be more excited to watch Coach lead our iconic Duke men's basketball program for one more season, and I look forward to growing our personal relationship over this coming year. Coach, thank you for everything 
you've done for this great university. You've done it with class and grace, and we could not be more proud. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nina, Kevin, President Price, thank you very much. Uh, before we get into Coach K's remarks, uh, a reminder for the gathered media here, we will take questions after Coach K's remarks. And I know a number of you already have a question in queue, so we'll get to as many as we can in the time that we have. So, uh, Coach Ashevsky, thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks, uh, uh, you know, listening to, to you guys uh, and hearing the music. How, wow, I miss that music. I miss people on the court. I miss Cameron. And uh, I'm so excited about this upcoming year. A couple of our guys are in the audience. Um, we had a Zoom yesterday. You know I'm excited to, to coach you guys. And, and uh, I'm so, so proud to have been the coach at Duke University. It is a little bit tough, though. You know, my AD, my friend, Kevin White, comes up there and he calls me a goat. I was glad he didn't call me a donkey, you know, but, uh, uh, and then it's not about having a run next year. It's about having a finish, just so we're on the, on the, same, on the same wavelength. Uh, uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, there's so many important people in the audience. I will tell you the most important people are right here in front of me. Uh, my family, my daughters, their husbands, and my ten amazing grandchildren. And uh, how lucky are we that we've had this, to, you know, for most of the time at, whenever they were born. We've had them here right, right with us, and that's helped immensely. And it, really what's happened, then we've been a family. We've been a family. And then with all my guys, the guys who were on my staff, with John, taking over after this year. He'll be incredible. Uh, Chris, Nolan, you know, all my former players who've come back to help coach. And it's been a family atmosphere. And I just want to tell you, I've been a, a very lucky guy. Uh, I mean, a really lucky guy. Uh, when I was 16... I was a junior in high school and at Weber High School in Chicago. And I had a coach, and then I had a teacher, Coach Ostrowski and Father Rogue. And they had such an impact on me that I knew, I knew what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I, I, I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to be a teacher. And that's what I've been. Yeah, but I've been that, and I've, I've gotten some incredible, op amazing opportunities. Yeah, the very first opportunity, God was good. God was really good. He gave me my mom and dad. They were really good. What an opportunity. And I've had so many opportunities, more than more than almost anybody, I think. But it, that, was the, that was a great opportunity to grow up in the Krzyzewski family. And even though a mother with eighth grade education, a father with two years of high school, they had a belief in education, 
and they had a belief in me. I didn't know that at that time. I felt it probably every day of my life. And so what presented the first opportunity to go to West Point, I wouldn't have taken it without their belief. I was afraid, and I was afraid when I was there. But their belief was always behind me. There are a lot of people who have, most of us get a certain number of opportunities. Some of us get more than others. The best opportunities are the opportunities that are backed up with belief. You know, my mom told me when I was in high school at Weber, she said, Michael, whenever she had something important, it was Michael. Michael, always be with good people. And I followed her advice my whole, whole life. And so when I was at West Point, how lucky can you get? I'm at the greatest leadership school in the world, the greatest character-building school in the world, and I'm playing for one of the greatest coaches of all time in Bob Knight. Boom, boom, boom. Those aren't punches that knock you out. Those are punches that give you that leadership character, the knowledge of playing for you know, a brilliant, brilliant coach. How lucky can you get? I can get a lot more lucky. I get to serve in the Army, and uh, after I do my service, and the, uh, Coach Knight gives me an opportunity to go to Indiana and go to graduate school. I'm there for one year. They have one of the greatest teams of all time. I learned there. And then at 28, you think Shire's young. He's 33. I was 28, although... You know, more handsome you know, at that time in my life. And, uh, in my opinion, Marcel, not in your opinion. All right. And uh, uh, the people at West Point believed in me. I got that opportunity, and as a result, we turned around a 7-44 and 44 program into a 73-59 and 59 program. And then you get lucky again. Yeah, interview for the Duke job in uh, the guy who had the most belief in me was Tom Butters. He really believed in me. And he believed in me multiple times. And he gave me this opportunity and after three years most people wanted that opportunity to go to someone else. I guess that's a nice way of saying they wanted to get rid of me. But not the guy who believed in me. Not the guy who believed in me. My opportunities were followed with belief. The best. The very best. And we started all of this all of this. And then in the mid-90s, I got extremely sick physically, emotionally, mentally, and was going to get out of coaching. He believed in me again. But there was another guy who believed in me. His name was Keith Brody.
He was my second president, and I've had great presidents. Keith Brody was, in my 41 years here, was the best person I've ever known. And during that time of presidency, he believed in me. He should. We won a couple championships. And all that. But he believed in me in one of my darkest hours for those months of rehabbing and getting better. He believed in me every day. Another opportunity. Wouldn't have taken advantage of it without belief. Strong belief. Throughout the years, it was a little bit easier to believe in me. Championships, and I'm glad a lot of recruits believed in me because they'd made me a heck of a lot better coach. Uh, some of the great players in the history of college basketball played right here. Played right here. And every day I had an opportunity to be with the best. And I found that relationship I had with the reverse of the relationship I had with Ostrowski, Coach Ostrowski and Father Rogue. Now they believed in me. Wow. What a life. I then get an opportunity to coach the United States team. 11 years. Jerry Colangelo, uh, yeah, he said, I want you, you're a college coach, and I want you to coach the national team. Yeah. I jumped at it. And in our first competition, we lost. We didn't know what we were doing yet. And Greece beat us in the World Championships in Tokyo in 2006. Okay, and so you have been listening to our live coverage here of Mike Krzyzewski's press conference, which I, I believe will continue, and I'm sure you'll be able to find it. We've run out of time for our program here, but that was Coach K um, offering his remarks on what has been a remarkable life and a remarkable career. He'll coach one more season at Duke um, and then turn it over to John Shire, who was one of his best players and um, and has been an assistant there for quite some time. Uh, let me do 30 seconds here for Bank of America. It's baseball season. You're ready to go all out, so you ordered the essentials to make game day a success, like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping, rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration, an air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021 Bank of America Corporation. Interesting to watch and listen to Mike Krzyzewski. You're watching the beginning and the end of what is one of the greatest careers in the history of American sports. And we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. See you then. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.